On Podacity Media. The show is not intended at a point and should not be considered legitimate medical, financial, psychological, or sexual advice. Listen at your own risk. Holy shit, tranquility. The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want toast. Mm, yeah, just toast. Today's show is brought to you by Dritalin. The more you take, the less you care. And by the letters P, T, S, and D, and the number Pi. Uh, it was squeezed freshly, but I don't know if it was freshly. <laughs> I want to get back to this uh, good. ass deodorant. Good. That's good. You actually you, brought you this sprayed in the bowl. Do you spray before or after? Well, that's why I asked you to read the directions. But you don't like me. Hang on, I'm gonna just adjust <laughs> this. I want, yeah, I want to know if you spray because that's actually smart. <laughs> it's courteous to public poopers. You wait. You bought this, but you haven't read the directions yet. Have you been using it? No, exactly. You're doing well, that's it wrong. why I keep using it as a breath spray. And I asked you to read me the directions. <laughs> oh, and, and now I'm I'm trying to be socially capable. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm oh. trying to be a little more socially capable with people, and so you know, I'm bringing lavender vanilla breath spray for my bum. You know, <laughs> it's really nice of you. Lavender Everywhere. vanilla, love, poo be gone. It's actually called that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, deodorizer spray. <laughs> I love that. Okay, I'm putting the picture on the. Uh, there should be a website this week. You and, can pick and one up at any dollar. And the Facebook group. I'm definitely putting a picture of this toilet. No, but the toilet bowl. Have you? Look at the toilet bowl. I know close. it's like it's like the flowers. guy really, really had okay, to go. Okay. I'm gonna read the directions yeah, now. Should, Before yeah, you go, shake well. Spray three to five times in bowl over the water. The natural oils seal the bad odors, leaving the bathroom smelling oh. better than you walked in. I would think for sure this was a joke shop thing. Only I know I'm so old they don't have joke shops anymore. But if they still had joke shops. <laughs> This would be something for like joke the shops toilet, were replaced the, by Dollarama. The toilet is full of floating, dis, like disgusting. The guy went crazy on Metamucil for the couple of days before he went to the bathroom, and then exploding out of that are these beautiful lavender flowers. <laughs> okay, gonna, can we smell this? That happens. Probably. Yes, please go yeah, ahead. Right, spray it in my eyes. Guy, you too. All right. Oh, that actually what smells nice. Yeah. Oh, there's Anand. You won't believe what we're talking about, but hey, how you doing? I am doing good. I'm just waking up here like a normal person on a nice. Sunday. Where are nice. you now? I feel like you're, aren't you traveling? Uh, yeah, I'm in my secret lair, which nobody oh. knows about except uh, Earl. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's it's located somewhere in the outskirts of Chicago, Illinois. Mm. Well, now it's not secret. <laughs> well, it is I mean, because you're so far in the outskirts. Believe me, no one would ever find you there. <laughs> so far out, you're not even in Illinois anymore. That's right. Yeah. I may not even be in the country. Exactly. For those of you out to get me. <laughs> so we we started rolling because you know randomly we just do that. Yeah, and, totally. And who who brought this? Was it you, McDog? Yes. McDog is here. The millennial mm. unit is here, <laughs> and I'm holding in my hand, even though it really McDog should talk about this. It's gross. <laughs> this little <laughs> this little squirt bottle that's purple. It has a picture on it, a cartoon picture of a toilet bowl full of floating 
brown poops. No way. And, and then on top of the aroma sort of lines that are drifting up from the bowl are these pictures of lavender. And it's called, it's called Poo Be Gone. Wow. Yeah. Poobie, I'm going to give it back to you since you're the one who found this wonderful stuff. And I thought this was something from a joke shop, which I don't even think it exists anymore. These We used to we'll tell, we'll tell Millennium Girl about joke shops. Oh, <laughs> but Sorry. Is, did you, where did you find that, if you pardon my pun, that shit? <laughs> and, uh, and what's the story it's behind any it? Dollar, at any dollar store. Well, as it says, you're supposed to spray it on the top of the water, and that creates uh, what I got from what you just said. It, it creates an oil film. I just sprayed it in the air, but I didn't know that the directions actually had me leaning over the bowl <laughs> of any stranger's house and spraying into it, um, which is foul. But that, then, then it isn't anymore because you've you concealed it. So I'm I'm gauging that this is how it works. You know, they have these amazing drinking festivals in places like Romania and Serbia and such where people are drinking and drinking. They have contests. And apparently one of the ways you can cheat in that contest is to eat a stick of butter bef before you go in because it creates a floating thing of oil on top of your stomach so you can drink more and more and more because because something like 20% of being drunk is just from the fumes of the alcohol in your own stomach. So what they do is they keep the fumes under this layer of oil, and it keeps you from getting too drunk. So I guess much in the same way, they want you to spray a film on, on the top of your toilet water, and that will keep all the fumes underneath the layer of oil. Or you could just flush. Or you could <laughs> yeah. do a mercy flush halfway through, you know. And that's what it's for. Here, I'm going to spray it again. <laughs> I'm, I'm more impressed that you got this at a dollar store. <sighs> I've used it all now. <laughs> yes, but, but my ass smells like roses or lavender. So did you figure out that we're supposed to use it In right the after you? Before. 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 Okay. Before in the bowl. So yeah, this is something you would use like in a oil film. What? Because it creates a magic oil film. Yeah. Sure it does. <laughs> Maybe, you know what, I, I would, what I would do with it, because it's just a little tiny little handheld spray bottle thing, is I would, I would do my doo-doo, and then I would, would you? squirt it up my nose. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Dristan. Yeah. Because really, I don't care what other people think about my and you know, bodily aroma, but I don't want to have to smell it. And then when someone walks in after you, they're like, oh my God, it smells so bad. And you're like, it smells like lavenders and vanilla to me. What are you talking about? Gross. I just, now, now I have PTSD on lavender and vanilla. Years of therapy coming. Years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's everything I have to tell you this week. All right. Well, I guess we're done. Wow. Thanks. Well, no, I had, thanks for tuning in. We have... Um, uh, Mopa Dean was going to join us oh, yeah. by Skype because part of our experiment today, each this is like the Apollo space missions, right? Where each consecutive launch of a rocket is supposed to try new things and see what breaks. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're so good at breaking things. <laughs> and I thought, all right, well, we'll we've got on and connected in on Skype. That works. But what happens if we want to have a guest connected in on Skype without having to dump on it and then spray the little spritzy stuff on it. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we That's like right, you. I'm covered in a film of oil. <laughs> yeah, and, and we like you because you're covered in a film of oil because you're already broken. Okay, so now we've got, and I've got a third person calling in, but I don't know how to answer and, and quietly just say, don't say anything. So I'm going to do exactly that. Wait. 
So I'm just going to see if the calls join. His glasses are no, making me cough. No, call. Ugh. Oh, wait, it, it's joining. Oh, I think. Oh. I got the notification. Right. Oh, yeah, I so, so now we're, gonna, we're going to uh, welcome Mopa, <laughs> Dean, and Julia to the show because they may be able to hear this or they may not. It, it's trying to connect them. I know that. And it takes like, we were playing with this at midnight. It took like a half an hour to connect. Are you guys there? Actually, yeah, we're here. I'll, I'll pass you over to Julia. I'm just a tech guy. You can say hi if you want. No, say hi. I have to take the phone away because I'm getting, uh, I'm putting my face on, as it were. Oh, lovely. Okay. Are you in All the right, bathroom? Well, Do you have poopy gone? I'm in the bathroom. Is that okay? Is it too echoey? No, no, not no. at all. No, there's a nice ambiance. You must have echo be gone. <laughs> So we have uh, we have a, a a spray bottle of this thing called Oh hi Julia it's Ian. <laughs> we have this uh, spray bottle of Poobigon, which is a lavender and vanilla um, oil film that you lean over and spray into any toilet bowl, and then when you drop your log, it keeps it from smelling up the bathroom. Isn't that amazing? Oh, I need that. You know. I need that. Yeah, in my life. We know. I find it weird that we use lavender for soap and cleaning products and we eat it too. Like for some reason when I eat anything lavender flavored, all I think about is like cleaning products. I don't know. I don't like it. That, or pine salt. Yeah, that stuff tastes great. Oh, yeah. Drink it every is, morning. is it better than Tide Pods? I've, <laughs> yeah. I like to squeeze a Tide Pod into my eyeball. Into your eyes. <laughs> oh. Wait a minute. What are you eating with lavender in it? People put lavender in ice cream and in cocktails and all sorts of shit. What kind of wow. fancy place are you going to? Yeah, I've never heard of that. <laughs> no. I've seen lavender salads <laughs> that I've been very unsatisfied about. <laughs> I don't, I, I've never had I lavender. I can picture people pulling out their little squirty bottle of Poobigon or whatever the hell it is and spraying it on their salad. That could be... That'd be like a little mini Tide yeah, Pod like, right like there. Like hot sauce? That's a great <laughs> idea. It's more like a welcoming form of mace as opposed to an unwelcoming <laughs> form of mace. You know, it's a beautiful smell for that kind of thing. When I stayed in, I went to the Abruzzo province of Italy three years ago, and there was wild lavender growing all around the place, and it had a pool, and you would hang your wet towel over the railing, and overnight it would dry, and in the morning it would smell like the lavender. Yeah, like that's a really great idea. I like that. Oh. I mean, you got to be somewhere where you can be surrounded by wild lavender. It's kind of a <laughs> well, who isn't, really? Right? Every day. <clears throat> Thank you for that. Oh, that? <clears throat> that was delightful. Can, you, can I borrow some of that spray? Yeah. Does it work on breath? Yeah. <laughs> it has so far. We're going to have to dig it out of the microphones by the end of the show. I hope these guys become a sponsor now. We've talked about them for half an hour. You know? Yeah. yeah seriously. Are you by any chance on speakerphone <laughs> instead of on yeah. the phone? Can you, you do, want me to pick can, up the phone? Yeah, it sounds really awful the way it is. Okay. No offense. Oh, that's what it is. Trying to do things with my can, hands. Give me one second. Can you turn down your radio, please, oh. listener? Oh. Caller. <laughs> Caller. <laughs> turn your radio, radio. Down, 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 down. down. Uh, hang on. Let's see. Uh, uh, I think you got that. that hand. How's this? Oh, Much infinitely better. better. Okay, good. It's like this is impressive right technology. So let's, let's talk about the show. Uh, what happened? Well, your uh, McDog and I, yes. without Millennial Girl, had the, had the had the wonderful experience of going to see this Tafel Music show I a couple of nights invited. ago. I was not invited. 
you weren't invited. No. No. Get used to that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I won't invite you guys to anything either. It's okay. Yeah, well. It's mutual. Millennial people don't do things. You guys want to come to the club with me? I like totally to make fun come of to a club I, with you. All right. Go to a hip hop club. We will inv- invite you next time. I wasn't even going to invite McDog, but Julia said, I can get you a couple of tickets to this classical music thing, which we can explain in a second. Oh, who is that? Julia? No, what's classical, classical music? music what thing is, is called taffle, I only taffle listen to, music. I only oh, hip hop. It's like trap, only without mm. all the terrible music. Mm. Okay. Do yeah. they have like cool hairstyles? There, uh, there was, there in did. fact. Did. You know, we should let Julia explain. What the hell is it, Julia? What you what you came to was the opening of the season, and taffle music is a baroque period chamber orchestra and choir. So what that means is that they are specialists in the Baroque era of music. And in order to achieve the authenticity that they're going for, they play on period instruments. So that means music that were instruments that were made in the Baroque period, generally speaking. And they play on gut strings. Cool. I'm currently living in the Baroque period. (laughs) Don't fix it. Thank you. I was waiting for it. That's very uh, good. Kayla so, is one of those Baroque uh, it's teenagers. Yeah. To a different frequency. A is not 440. A is 415. And um, they are not only musicians, but they're also academics who specialize in understanding early music. And early music, like we're talking about, you know, around when the violin was invented. Oh, wow. So, so is, it, you know, is it a noticeably different sound with gut strings and horse hair bows yeah. and all that stuff? Noticeably different sound. Um, it's often it can be accused of being softer, but it's actually, actually um, I, I find it clear. I mean, the style is very different too. There's almost no vibrato. Uh, it's only used as an ornament, and, and the chin rest hadn't been invented yet. So a lot of them oh. play without a chin rest, and there's a style of playing that not everybody does, where you play sort of away, like you you turn your head away from the violin and let it be loose against your shoulder. Um, and part of this is because there isn't as much of the crazy aggressive screwing around right up at the top of the strings. So when that came later, the necessity for the chin rest, it was sort of a, you know, chicken and the egg. When uh, violinists started driving this crazy style of going nuts, you know, in the more in the romantic era, you needed something to grip. So you had to have a free hand. So the chin rest came around. You know, after the uh, second reconciliation of the Mesopotamian incident, there was actually there were there were no chins that had grown out of the lizards that had crawled from the slime yet. Yeah, there was and a period uh, when they were going to address the uh, Corinthians and uh, <laughs> the real Corinthian leather, the, the Cori- <laughs> Corinthian leather, and it had the beautiful smell of lavender pooby gone. Jess. There's, there's some weird misconceptions about Baroque music that it's more restrained and it's less emotional and um, flatter than romantic music, which is a total misconception because it's actually incredibly improvisational. You sound um, like someone defending you, trap music. Well, <laughs> Except that there's no, no defense for no, trap music. that's the defense for EDM. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Which leads me to the start of the season where our relatively new music director made this scandalous choice to perform Tchaikovsky. But anyway, we got this when she announced that we were going to play Tchaikovsky. It was like Dylan plugging in his guitar and people were enraged. It was crazy. You said people were actually like turning in their subscriptions for the year because they're like, Dylan's going plugged. Are you kidding? Oh, so this is what you guys were listening to. Traitors. Yes. This is Baroque trap. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, hilarious, but 
Um, so the pieces that you guys heard were deliberately chosen as sort of the um, the extension of Baroque. So it's like the, the far future of what was inspired by this period. But it seems to be really well received. I don't know. We, uh, we were worried, man. We thought people might boo. We didn't know what was going to happen on opening night. It was, it was tense in the nerdy world of classical music. <laughs> Yeah, we, we were surprised. We were the only ones clapping, but um, it was good. Like, it's supposed to be fun. People have this idea that it's, you know, it's not, it's just for the brain, but it's, you know, it's for it's for all of you. It's got to be, it's a hard thing to try and make it accessible. It's not easy. There we go. That's better. Were we, were we at Arlington? What was going on there? Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to bring you... So regal. Moments in Trap, a Baroque <laughs> fantasy. I'd, I'd like to remind everyone, but that the, if people have a problem with Baroque music being too like stiff or mathematical or uh, you know whatever like that, that you know that was a that was a you know people really liked it. They liked it for nearly four hundred years. So if you think trap music's going anywhere soon. Imagine it was con- it was considered scandalous when Baroque came out. Like people were like, "What is this garbage?" Yeah, they thought it was crap because it, they thought it was uh, they thought it was weird. They thought it was uh, too loose. They thought it was for poor people. It took a bit for it to make its way. That's exactly how I feel about Drake. So, what? so I understand <laughs> what? that emotion, especially Drake. He is going to be part of. He'll never be on our show now. History. No, no. Never so, is it? Here's so, a are question. Are you telling me Bach was the Drake of classical music? Yes, that's no. the equivalent. Uh, not Bach, like early Baroque, like, you know, I don't know, 100, 50, 75 years before Bach. <laughs> like before noon, early yeah, Baroque. I'm not as good. I shouldn't act like I'm a historian because I'm really not actually as well versed in this stuff. As Maybe the better equivalent be. is Migos. They've changed music. Oh, Anyone? Migos, yeah. 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 yeah, we're having a problem with, with everybody under the age of 30 calls music. <laughs> 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 wow, the first generation to ever feel that way. Yeah, wow, how did that happen? <laughs> so yeah, we went to this uh, this show at the at the Royal. Cons- What's it called? Is it the Royal Conservatory? Where were we? Um, it's Kerner Hall. Is the name of the hall that's attached to the Royal Conservatory? It was really nice, and it sounded fantastic. That's a great room. The, All right, and, and the uh, and not that we got to hear at that time, but the guys who run the boards there, the sound engineers, are really excellent in that room. We're, we're recording all of it and mm-hmm. somebody's hearing aid malfunctioned during the show and it was this high-pitched whine oh. <laughs> and you can't do anything about it and the person who has it doesn't know it's happening okay that's so that clicking bad. sound you're hearing is mcdog preparing his joint i'm just just telling you that because if he starts making sense all of a sudden <laughs> What was that? Day. Was that the sound of someone's uh, hearing aid malfunctioning? Yeah. My father's <laughs> hearing aid does that. When I seriously, when I so my dad's got these tiny hearing aids in, in each ear, and uh, I mean he started losing his Whoa. hearing a few years back, and there is whoops. Tiny so here's the thing: if you know somebody who has these tiny little hearing aids that go into your ears that you can't really hear, <laughs> you know they have them when you hug them. Because somehow, when I hug him and my ear gets close to his ear, they squeal frantically. I have no idea why Whoa. that is. I just that was brought to you by the Hearing Association of America. Okay. I don't know. 
be kind to people who have hearing aids because you can make them. <laughs> because if you hug them the wrong way, you'll make them deaf. They should. I know mean, that. they already have the hearing aid. <laughs> no, during greetings, you just reach up and pull it out for a moment and hug everybody and then slip it back in. Oh. That didn't sound good. Oh. <laughs> I think you use the uh, poopy gun. <laughs> okay, sorry. I know I did. I did a ADD thing there and pulled us right off the rails. That's and okay. something interesting was happening. What was it? Julia was Baroque just about to talk about. We're, we, we've well, I told you about the hearing aid, but um, I also I did a terrible thing last night. I sneezed during the performance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how dare you! Like out of tempo. <laughs> I tried so hard to hold it in. There were like tears streaming down my eyes. I couldn't do it. And I'm in the stage. I'm like right next to the stage on the box, and it's there was no way. And I a couple people I know in the audience laughed. They like saw knew it was me immediately. <laughs> Do you have? Are you an inside sneezer or like are you like an achoo or a? <laughs> no, no. It's with like full Shower. tongue. It's like. <laughs> I also have sneezing fits. Thank God I didn't have one. <laughs> oh yeah, like eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get up. Uh, my my highest amount is uh, nine. I think if I hit ten, I'm gonna actually die. That's when you explode. Yeah. Do, are, are those nine like the little sneezes. girl sneezes where it's like. I knew a girl that used to sneeze like Pikachu. Can you do it? She said it. I want to hear what that sounds like. like. It was like, should we go like, like it was a lot. Sorry, I know I. I've never seen that. the levels go that but high. But like it was, here. it was bad, and she would do it repeatedly, and I was like, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> when did she inhale? I don't know. <laughs> I leave the room immediately if I start having a sneezing fit. I get so embarrassed. There's no, a trick. no trick. Nothing. Uh, ever. Everybody's got a trick. It never kind of works. What, what trick is it? Me? It's a clickety click. It's, isn't it like you're supposed to like focus on like a dot or something? No, no. Yeah, or a light bulb. Or yeah. yeah. Just hold your breath. Just no. don't breathe. Mine is, and it works. Okay. There's. My mother used to call this part of your lip a my my. I don't know if anyone else ever called it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But you know, at the top, above, if you're if you're putting on lipstick, which I do all the time, mm -hmm. especially before the show. Mm -hmm. You stop on your top lip, right in the center, and just above where your the red part of your lip becomes skin colored, there's this little indent, like where you could fit a finger, oh. like the tip of your finger. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Does that have a name? Uh, bridge. Wait, here? It's like not, between no, your no, nose no. and yes. your, oh, yes, that's like your, your Cupid's bow. Tank. It's called a Cupid's bow? I like, like my, my bow. I know, it's like your Cupid's bow, isn't it? All right, but you know what I'm talking about. Can you picture that? Like, there's yes, like that little I'm, spot. Yeah, I don't have to. I'm between the bottom right of your nose. Stop looking at me like <laughs> Underneath that. Underneath your nose, above your lip. Above your lip. There. If I was yeah. eloquent at all, I would have said it exactly that way. Thank you, Millennial Unit. <laughs> Two points, Millennial Unit. Thank you. Anyway, the thing is, if you're about to sneeze, and I really mean to, I want to. We're going to check back with you, Julia, in a couple of uh, shows and see if this works. Okay. If you take your finger and okay. put it there. And then push inwards, like so that your finger, your your the pressure goes on your um, gums, like where your gums are above your top two teeth. Oh, that suppresses the sneeze instantly. That I can understand. And it works, like it really works. A man will just stick his thumb in his mouth. You know, that's the ladylike way of doing it. But you could step on a thumbtack, I suppose. That hurts it's enough. It's about me. this pressure point then here. Yeah. It's that thing, right? Exactly where that little string is between the inside of your lip and the top of your teeth. There's like a stringy thing there. Oh. That thing? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you guys ready for a third caller? No, I was thinking what a great to transition into our ASMR format. <laughs> 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 mm, there's a thing right on the top of my teeth. Mm -hmm. Ow, I bit myself. 
Anyway, I'm sorry about the sneezing. We read a review about the show, and it did specifically mention that. About sneezing? Yeah. Someone sneezed? That somebody sneezed and ruined it for everybody else. Oh, man. They did. No kidding. Because it wasn't like a 300-year-old sneeze. It was just like normal, everyday, modern sneeze. It was an A440 (laughs) sneeze. That's the problem. Everybody was was up in arms. Put up a sign. The people who get really upset about uh, about the Baroque uh, not being Baroque yeah. enough, and then they turn in their subscriptions. Do they actually like come to the box office with torches and pitchforks? And do they do they rush? Do they rush the box office with like vigilante mobs, flaming torches? Or do they just write angry letters <laughs> in quill? Send it by carrier pigeons in Middle English. <laughs> There's all these pigeons flying against the box office door. <laughs> It was written Wait, in so Shakespearean English. Thou hast pithed me off. How's the how's the makeup going, Julia? Yeah, speaking of poo, all right, so okay. I, I decided to look it up because I, I was confused on who's in Baroque and who's not. And Mozart comes up. Did you know he was a scat freak? A scat? I, I didn't. Apparently, <laughs> Mozart I wrote that album. a shitload of letters, pun intended, to his female cousin. He's that much of a pervert. Uh, about About... Shit and sex and music that was worthy of the anus. Whoa! Music worthy of the anus. So the booby gone. What stuff has been going on for ages? That's my first. Wow! Wow! That's weird. That's nasty. Music worthy of the anus. Mozart was a freak. Mozart was a freak. He was. He was small and he had great hands. (laughs) (laughs) And he was working on his famous piece, Preparation M. M for Mozart. Which shrinks the swelling. You didn't. They didn't have booby gone then. Okay. Well, Julia's gone. Maybe we she was. I saw. Well, well I was trying to find her on on. Oh Skype. man! Did she hang up because we we're talking about poop? No. And then I saw. I suddenly saw Dean's face, which was a scary thing because we're not using video, so I don't know how his face came <laughs> up on my computer. Should I try and get them back? It's afternoon. Shall I let my uh, other guy? Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, we we we'll got we got loads of time and nothing to do. Yeah. Oh, wait, is this? Oh, hang on. Here we go. There. This is where we knew oh. that the wheels were going to come off the show. Yeah. Hello. There's somebody else. Hello, PGP personal. Hello. How are you? <laughs> we don't even know who you oh, are. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're having that special moment where we're trying to make multiple people connect over Skype and uh, whoops, and things are breaking, which is exactly what ah. we wanted to have happen. That's what I heard. Are you on a uh, speakerphone? I am actually on a camera mic that's sitting about six feet away from me. Wow. Yeah. That's a really weird domestic situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, the camera's perched on top of the big screen. Are you touching yourself at this time and, and taking <laughs> texts from people watching you do that? <laughs> this is like I, you're I, doing to both I, of these I, and the <laughs> podcast at the same time? or. I still don't know Ian's friend. So, McDog, can you introduce your friend? Merchant Swap. Merchant Swap. Merchant Swap. I'd like to meet you. Uh, I'd like you. I'd like to meet you. I'd like you. I'd like to meet you. Both to meet. I'd like to meet you in a dark alley. Mr. Smoke Too Much. <laughs> Our mystery guest today. Do we get 20 questions? Any more coffee. Okay, you get coffee. I'm going to find out if Anand is really here. I'm 20 feet away from the mic, so this might be an interesting experiment for you guys. Right. 
It's a, it's a painful experiment for anyone who ever decides to listen to this because it sounds really echoey and bad. So if you have a chance, get closer to your microphone, please. God. <laughs> All right. So, so Earl, I probably haven't seen you in 20 years. Well, hey, it's great to see you again. You look fantastic. <laughs> Tell him where you might have met him. Yeah, where would we have met? And did we like each other when we last saw each other? Because that always money. And did we reveal who he is? Because all I know is the initials are PG. <laughs> I have like so many things on my list for a change. I actually have a list of things. Wow. To talk about. Okay, let's start. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Let's get on it. It's number one, Justin <laughs> Trudeau. That? It's over 200 pages long, actually. And did you just say Justin Trudeau? Yeah, we got to talk about brown face. I was... Brown no, face is I'm number one. I'm glad you said that, because... Uh, what? I was, <laughs> well, I was going to ask you... I get yeah. upset. You know, because you have a brown face. I have a black face. You have a black face. But he well, also no, did see, black. To me, it's brown. He it also was, did was, black face. He right. did both. He did a brown and face. And I was going to ask you if you were face. comfortable yeah. sort of riffing on that for a while. I, on the other hand, am dressed up today in Jew face. <laughs> Just for you. Well, I have a brown face as well, so. Oh, cool. See? And Anan also has yeah. is a brown-faced Indian perpetual. What did you say? Still brown people who, who have, you know, brown family, but don't really look like they're terribly brown. Well, you're in there. <laughs> that's partially. That's partially. That's partially. I mean, you're, you're. I guess tinted. <laughs> you're you're olive. You know, oh, you have like, a, and you tan dark too. I tan very dark, but I just generally don't. It was too many years as a goth kid. Yeah, I've, I've I have never seen you standing next to me looking anything but tan, <laughs> which is not hard. Next to Casper, the friendly nice ghost. But. All right, so what do we have then? So, so I'm. What was your question? So I'm the, I'm the kind of olive skinned Jewish guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, right, yeah. You're. I can I don't know whether I can say whether whether you would prefer to be black dressed face. like as black or African Canadian or how do you I'm, what's right these days I'm for you? Caribbean. Caribbean's cool. Yeah, I get Caribbean. that. Yeah. I identify more like that than like the whole Afro. I mean, obviously, my ancestors come from Africa, but. As, as I feel, I'm more Caribbean than African. I love that. That's got such a simple, nice honesty to it, actually. Yeah. And then my, well, great, my great-grandfather on my mom's side is Irish, and my father was Scottish. So I'm second-generation Scottish. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, there's some Irish thrown in there, too. I have all the intention of doing, like, a 23andMe, because I know my family history is, like, quite a mess. So... Yeah, but well, mine too. Everyone was having sex with oh, everyone, exactly. I suppose. I've got... If they were lucky. Yeah, I've got Russian. I've got Romanian. Maybe Spanish. But we're not sure. Maybe. I don't know, because the Jews were chased from country to country across yeah. Europe until eventually they came here. <laughs> Please, I don't want to move again. Please. All right, so you guys have to explain this to me, because I'm American and I live in a bubble. What is brownface? So Justin, <laughs> so Justin really Trudeau cool. went to a party in 2001, um, and it was like an Arabian Nights party, and he dressed it. He dressed up as Aladdin, but he painted his face Holy and body shit. all like brown, like dark brown. Wow. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 frame this story a little bit. So, a few weeks ago, yeah. American Time magazine. <laughs> Printed photos of Justin Trudeau at those parties that we just described. Anyways, suddenly this stuff got rolled out so close to the federal election, and now he's, you know, it's got to be 
I mean, the whole thing is, what's he going to do about it, right? It's they're, they're, it's it's Big Brother mentality. It's 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 that TV show mentality, right? Ooh, let's do this. See what happens. Sure. Hey, so call, I get, call in right. your vote. Kayla, I'm going to ask you, yeah. partly as millennial unit mm-hmm. and partly as you, mm-hmm. Caribbean person, yeah. Yeah. did it offend you? Did it hurt your feelings? Did it make you feel singled out or I, disrespected? No, I didn't feel singled out or disrespected. I like when I see white people do like blackface or stuff like that, I just am, I just question like, what goes through their mind to be like, this is a good idea. <laughs> yes, I, I get that. Like, I, I really just, thinking yeah, sure. like, cause I'm not seeing being like, oh, he's like, I know in some form of people who do it's mind that they're kind of like doing it lightheartedly. And it's not to like be mean and like offend people, but it's just like, are you really, why? It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like you're truly nothing. There was no filter in your brain to be like, oh, well, I'm not black or brown, but like it's fine for me to do this. Right. Like just yeah. to paint my whole skin and look like a horrible monster <laughs> because my features don't even match what I'm trying to do. And it's kind of like it's and then no one else around you because there is four girls in that picture. And they're all right. And they're, they're white all, as ghosts. No, there was one Asian girl in there. there but okay. even still, like to just be like, hey, like, don't do why? Well, why? I, gar- why? I guarantee <laughs> you. I guarantee you that of the forty pictures that were taken that night, they picked the one that had the whitest amount of people in it. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, then I, also, I mean, that's how Time Magazine works, right? Yeah, and yeah. then also on that picture, like people are talking about, because he's like, he has his hand around one of the girls, and people are like, he's choking her. Like it's inappropriate to touch <laughs> oh, women not, like oh, that. Oh, and now I was got that touching in the mix. Yeah. And I didn't notice it, and like I saw the picture, and I was kind of like, I don't think he's like intentionally choking a woman <laughs> while taking pictures <laughs> with other women. I'm not letting her say enough, right? But like, <laughs> it's just why, and like he's done it on multiple occasions now because he talked about how he dressed up in blackface too and I'm like so you know you've done it and it's just I get that yeah and I get the the sentiment of well yeah but what possessed you to not be sensitive enough to think that might make someone yeah you might offend someone someone yeah I think I didn't if one person actually is offended then what are you going to say to them can I jump in with something I don't think I've heard discussed ever probably in regards to this and that is that what he did, I, I have a problem with, to some degree with it being characterized as blackface or brownface because blackface is very, very specifically or was a caricature yeah. of a right. person. What he did was not caricature, it was costume. Yeah. As far as I can it's a fair and point. It's and nobody now understands the difference. But at the time that was happening, I think there was an understanding that there's a difference between the two. And that's been lost. Yes, I get yeah. you. They keep I get and, and labeled it a racist. It's technically, he's a disorganized racist because an organized one would never be caught dead at an Arabian Nights <laughs> theme party, except to behave, except to behave in a non-celebratory fashion. So, but yeah. obviously, he's an organized person. He's the prime minister, so logically, he was celebrating culture diversity then in a way that we, and certainly he now, would call inappropriate. Do you know, think that he would let someone else go to a party in blackface today? And how many years back do you think he would stop somebody from doing that? And why is any of this relevant today now? Here's my point. But that was totally inappropriate, even in 2001. I think so, too. But he seemed to, like, 
be trying to express some kind of courage by doing it, it looks like. I mean, like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's not afraid to do this. Well, I mean, he's sort of saying, I, I didn't know that then. Uh, that I, he didn't say, I didn't know that then, which is true. He did, didn't. did He was being courageous in the wrong direction. Which is a bit like, it's a bit like Bill Cosby saying, well, yeah, but that was the 70s. I didn't know then that that was <laughs> drugging somebody and taking them home with me was a bad idea. Well, that's a little different. We have quite an international mix here. I didn't realize that you were, that you were Middle Eastern, so oh, that's cool. I, I like to mix it up, man. I like Very to call cool. get the people in. Maybe not. Represent. <laughs> okay, I got it. While he's fixing his mic, I'm going to say this is going to, and this is going to make okay, me sound not very woke. Hang on one sec. So, yes. and I'm still figuring out what woke means. <laughs> so I, I only half got it until I think a couple of days ago. I was listening to what Humble and Fred, I think, and Howard said, um, you know, I I don't know how I'd feel if I was at a party and somebody walked in. You know, in kind of rabbi clothes, with yeah. a big nose, and uh, and and a, and a yarmulke on the top of their head, and yeah. and they weren't Jewish. And I mm-hmm. pictured it for a second, and I thought, yeah, actually, that would be offensive. Like, really, what? What? Did, why did you need to do that? So I yeah. get, and then suddenly I got it. So sometimes I guess you have to sort of. I mean, I had to make it about me before I understood it. I kind of like I saw like the I saw a clip of uh, what Trevor Noah said on his show and about how like you're at a party and like he was dressed up as Aladdin, but like it was a themed party. Like you didn't need to put on the brown face to portray Aladdin, like in a sense, like you could have just worn the costume and no one would have been offended. That that would be a modern description of themed. Like 20 year old description of themed would be everyone goes straight for the costume and everybody else at the party didn't try hard enough. Yeah, but like no. I mean, it's still like I don't I don't know like I like it's not a problem like you dressed up as Aladdin. It's just going that far out to color all of your skin in like uh-huh. un- an unnecessary fashion. Like it's the same thing when like people come into like Colin Kaepernick costumes at like Halloween. It's like wh- why <laughs> did you need to paint your face dark? dark brown when he's not even dark brown okay i noticed that too i mean if he did it deliberately to be offensive you can be like all right you're making a stand against brown folk but if it's 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 that lack of malice that is the constant reminder that we get that there's there's this empathy divide right and i and i think that's that's what makes it offensive is he may not have actually meant anything by it which somehow makes it more offensive that makes any sense it does, especially yeah. since he's so, you know, quote unquote progressive. He I mean, was his a father teacher was very at the time progressive, too. And yeah, you would think that if anyone would get not being insensitive in that way, he might. But so, all right. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Because I'm on a totally different microphone. Oh my God. You sound so much better now. Wow. It's night and day. Okay, I put on a headset. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to you from across the room. But I, just, but I, want to I have a good quick. edge case Uh-oh. that I wanted to ask about. I like yeah, it. It's a good edge case. Some edge play. story I was trying to tell you before. Where, where I met Ian at a party, Halloween party in 94 where I was dressed like Klinger. And I have some Lebanese ancestry and some non-Arab Middle Eastern ancestry. And my skin was a little bit darker that night than it would have normally been. And did, so was that a racist thing for me to do? To darken my skin a little bit to fit the character I was in costume as? Even though it is my background, but my skin's not that dark. Mm-hmm. And I have other other ancestry that isn't because by today's standards, that was absolutely race, a racist thing to do as far as I can tell from all these conversations that we're having now. But I think that's like complete bullshit. 
Interesting. Mm. I like Arnie's point about malice. Um, if you did it without malice, it was maybe, maybe insensitive. But then again, like you it's said, it's, it's your own ancestry. Though. Right. I get I, yeah. I hear you. And when you feel you're being theatrical, it's really hard yep. to find your own line when you bring when you take the stage off of the stage and you bring it to a party. But if the party is themed, then it becomes the stage. All right. So, I guess. yeah, I guess I, I understand your question, too, because I could I could I make, you know, Jewish jokes all the time. Yep. And I know I don't feel uncomfortable doing it. But then I make sure I say, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, yeah. A, a, yeah. some of my un- best jokes are Jewish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because otherwise it probably would be insensitive. Yeah. I, okay, so are we going now? Here's an important transitional moment in the in the uh, in today's show. Okay. Are we going from this into UFOs or are we going from this into the Princess Bride? Because both are very important issues to me. Just answer one right. thing. Is Robin right in it? <laughs> All right. No, I, I, there was an interview in Vanity Fair with the head of Sony Pictures. And he offhandedly mentioned people are always asking him, when can they do a remake of something that, uh, that Lear did? And he said, and especially we get lots of requests about The Princess Bride. And the social verse or whatever the hell it's called went crazy <laughs> because we loyal Princess Bride fans went nuts. Like, no, you can't do that. It's sort of, I guess, like when you talk about a remake of Blade Runner or something and everyone panics. Um, Everyone's around, but but didn't they? I mean, Wallace Shawn is still alive, but he dies in the movie. And Chris Guest dies in the movie. And (laughs) everyone dies in the movie. By the way, I met Wallace Shawn. This is one of those special embarrassing Earl moments. You met him? That's inconceivable! Inconceivable! So I I met him at, uh, at a film festival thing years ago, and I was so excited, I said to him before he had a chance to talk, that I thought that the character that he created, the Vizzini character, was just so incredible, and I was making fun of him. And the guy looks me, oh, he looks me square in the eye, and he goes, well, thank you very much for for appreciating my my character. (laughs) And it's like, oh, (laughs) shit, that's exactly the way you really are in real life. Oh, no. Anyway, he probably gets it all the time. That's like walking up to the woman and saying congratulations when she's not pregnant. (laughs) Oh, I have that. People are asking me what what trimester I'm in. (laughs) How far along are you? Mm. Um, So, okay, the guy who played Farm Boy or or the what is he called? Carrie Elvis. How do you pronounce it? Carrie Elvis. I'm faster than IMDb. (laughs) So everyone was panicking about the possibility that they would remake this perfect movie. And he actually tweeted something great. He goes, there's a a shortage of perfect movies in this world. It would be a pity to damage this one. And I thought that kind of sums it all up. Um, And I got another great quote from Jamie Lee Curtis, who is who's who's Christopher Guest's wife, uh, Count Rugen. I didn't know that. Yeah. And she said, I married the six-figured man. Obviously, that's why we've stayed together for 35 years. <laughs> well, okay, well, that didn't go as far as I thought it would, but uh, thank you for indulging me. And, and and I know the UFO thing is 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 big on everyone's mind. I, I didn't. I don't even know this story. All I know is just from you starting to tell me the story. I believe what I said to you was, "Really, UFOs in the sky so soon after a drone attack on Iraq? What a coincidence!" Trying to win. But what's the original story? What's the UFO story? Tell me before they land. They're already here. 
Um, <laughs> as far as I know, is that like during the summer there was like a big thing. Everyone wanted to raid Area Fifty. I think it was after the Bob Lazar Netflix thing came out. Um, but everyone wanted to go raid Area 51. There was like a Facebook group, thousands of people signed up. So that's September 21st, everyone was gonna go raid Area 51. You mean the legend of Area 51, they wanted to go raid. <laughs> Who knows? You know that started as a one-off joke on some guy with like a few hundred followers, right? Right. That's, and then it grew. <laughs> yeah, wow. and now it was a mass thing. And then like it happened yesterday was the day and I think like 75 people showed up. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to really get into it too much. Well, there were two, two things. The guy who originally start, came up with the idea did his own thing elsewhere, I think in Vegas or something, Okay. and decided to disconnect from the thing that he started because he didn't like where it was going. Mm. Was the army all ready to, um, to protect the area? Not like they Oh, there's are, footage but... of them joking around with all the security folk there and stuff. So yeah. I think five people got arrested, and that's about it. So here's the UFO thing. It's different, I think, from the Area 51 thing. That uh, in the last week or so, the news came out. Is that, the Navy thing? Yeah, that yeah. the Navy declassified a bunch of, or actually three videos that were, you know, the videos that are shot from, with, from the fighter jets. Yeah. And these were reported on somewhere, the first one was 2004, and then the second one was 2015. But they were either ignored by the Pentagon or denied. Yeah. And then in the last few weeks, the Pentagon declassified them and said, okay, yeah, the truth is we don't know what the hell that was. These things were moving incredibly fast. Uh, here's the video and of the, of the aer uh, aerial tracking system that tries to track them, and they move way too fast to be tracked. Uh, and here's what the pilots were saying. And there was quite a, like, I don't know why people haven't gone more Google over that because to me the thought that there may actually be UFOs floating around and may conceivably be uh, of alien origin is a very exciting thing. I are can't they, wait to get the hell off this rock. Are they going to be probing everyone? And there may be some anal probing as yeah. well. As long as you bring the uh, pooby gun. <laughs> so and they've changed the name. Oh, they've probing. changed the name. They're not UFOs anymore. The Navy now refers to them as unidentified aerial spacecraft. phenomena. Oh, phenomena. I thought, it was, I thought it was so, spacecraft. It's always it's spacecraft. Like WAP? Yeah, WAPs. WAP. 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 It's That's like, the sound it makes when it comes through the cloud. Like, it's, like, it's like when KFC stopped being Kentucky Fried Chicken because people associated the word fried with unhealthy. So they instead of taking the chicken and stopping frying mm, it, yeah. they changed the name and removed the word fried. So mm. now UFOs make people think about uh, aliens. Yeah. And so they went, well, sure, they were flying at 100 times the speed of sound and could you know, do Big maneuvers deal. that were, you know, the physics of it is just impossible in our understanding of physics. But they were UAPs. That's a whole different thing. Not even the same. Not even the same what? ballpark. So we have UFOs floating around, and now the Pentagon says, "Yeah, they're they're real." But nobody fell were. off oh. their nobody fell off their chair and went, "Oh my god!" I think everyone kind of just knew. Well, we want proof. We couldn't be. It's it, like how could we be the only living beings in the whole universe? I'm totally with you. I know how I could be the only living. Being. It's it's possible, but. I think it's unlikely. Yeah. So my take, if we're going to get nerdy, is I think with all the exoplanets, exoplanets they're discovering, there has to be life, but it it, it doesn't necessarily have to be life that involve, evolved to be intelligent. 
Uh, you know, I think there's going to be life everywhere. There will yeah. be. And then um, we'll be at meetings where people will be standing there shaking the hands of these weird things and, and saying, we, sorry, we really didn't believe there was other intelligent life around. And they'll all look <laughs> at each other every time we use the word intelligent and they'll just kind of like make that <laughs> smile at each other. And just kinda <laughs> go back to shaking our hands again. Taking selfies with us. All right, here. Shall we try? Uh, I would. I, I want to see if I can get this video from uh, from uh, uh, Mr. Orangeface to the work. Cheeto Man. So you guys on Skype, sit tight for a second. If you don't hear it, we'll figure that out later. Brief on unidentified. God. Flying objects. Are they are they real? Uh, well, I don't want to really get into it too much, but personally, I tend to doubt it. Uh, I mean, you have people that swear by it, right? And pilots have come in and they said. And these are pilots that are not pilots that are. <laughs> Some of them are very fine people. Into that particular. Yeah, not, a, not a thing with her. We have over had here. people saying that they've seen things. Uh, I'm not a believer, but you know, I guess anything's possible. We spoke to a government official recently who said the U.S. government had wreckage from a UFO in a, in a facility well, on an Air Force base. Are you familiar with that? I haven't heard that, no. I haven't heard that. Uh, it has it's so obvious what he's lying. Trying to get I have, no, no, I haven't. Wouldn't it be cool if Trudeau showed up to some kind of a press conference in orange face? Or if he went to the G20 <laughs> in orange face? That'd be hilarious. He'd win that election for sure then. Yeah. yeah. Orange face and blonde hair. And that would be pretty uh, uh, insensitive, I think. And, and, a, and a Donald Trump weaved like the hair, right? The golden hair, but in the shape of a turban. Oh, and somehow no. he still gets Melania. I think, yes, exactly. <laughs> While the other ones are watching. All right, so where are we going from here? Um, Damn. All right, uh, I want to turn this over to Anand uh -oh. in, our, in our Chicago office to talk about our guest for today that blew us off, and it was not Donald Trump. Mike Pence. It was, it, we'd like to introduce maybe a new character to Pence? the show that we need to Your talk Pence about. Blew off. I don't even know where to begin with this guy. All right, we have we have a, an old friend who's who became a porno director by accident. <sighs> accident. He became a porno uh, oh, director and, by and accident. Stop there. The number one, probably in in over the last what twenty years, probably. Yes, Whoa. famous and and award winning. But it turns out, yeah. And it, and and uh, and he's been on uh, been friends with him for years too. And in fact, he's actually uh, he he shows up at Anand's house periodically when he has no place to live or shoot when <laughs> or shoot. <laughs> and uh, and we thought, well, that'd be a funny guy to get on the show today because he somehow, in spite of the world trying to provide him with unexpected easy success, mm -hmm. uh, finds a way to make everything as depressing. As you could possibly imagine, and and it's easy, like you know, there's that uh, culty thing. The, is it the secret? What? That yeah. If you believe in something enough, it'll happen to you. Oh, the secret. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the opposite. Talking about like this guy's the anti-secret. <laughs> so I, I was going to introduce the notion of of Toad into the show. I don't know why now. And uh, what did he? So Anand, did you try to get him to call in today? What did he say? Uh, his was one all strong in a one word, lowercase. No, thank you. Which is That's surprising, it. right? Because you would think, hey, you want to have some fun, and this was a no thank you, because he's uh, he's in the seventh crisis he could possibly find himself into in the last 24 hours. So, uh, okay, catch I, us, I, so catch <laughs> us up on that at least, because we, we, I know that we can rewind to the beginning of the Toad story and, and, and get 
you know. Yeah, it's so hard to describe the character. I've never met. It's it's almost like you're gonna think we're making it up because he's, if he can find a crisis to get him, like if you gave. We call him Toad. Is, is that your we'll for now? I don't know. <laughs> if we gave Toad I, just the option, just because I'm pissed that he of, wouldn't be on the show. Right, so. I mean, if we gave him the, the option of, like, yep. let's say he's complaining about poverty, and you and you and you obviously a genie popped out of the lamp, and you're like, well, here you go. Uh, you have the option of uh, easy million dollars tax free. We're going to hand you right now, or we could shove something sharp up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> he, would, he would pick something sharp up his ass and then complain about not getting the money somehow and how he got fucked out of not being able to get the money. And this is a, a consistent thing, right? It's amazing. It's truly amazing. I actually think he's There's some sort of, of master of misery. So what's, oh the, so what's today's uh, story? We'll start at, the, at, at, like, you know how some TV series do that where they start you at the present day and yeah, then and they then start go flashing back, back right, yeah. to give you the backstory. Oh, yeah. So what's the reason? Why couldn't he be on the show today? I, well, I'm, I, I think his cars just, broke down. He's on the side of the road. He's in like someplace in Nebraska. Yeah, all the broken. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's a, a sad song. Yeah, it, it's it's all the above, shot? dude. Yeah, so right now he is in his daughter's house in Texas because for the millionth time his girlfriend kicked him out of the house because her brother is trying to kill him. Uh. So, <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think calling stuff. people more frequently would have helped that situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he went on the road. He went to then go move back in with his mother in the middle of nowhere. And this is not uh, a young dude. They fight right? a lot, He's so she didn't want 60. him there. So then he hopped in a car and, and is now at his daughter's house in, in the middle of nowhere. And she's got a new baby that's uh, driving him nuts, even though he's a grandpa. I think his grandchild drives him nuts. So loving. Okay, so what's he going to do? Is he going to just start shooting senior porn, or is he going to, like... No, because that would make sense. So... No. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he's this... He's a super history buff, and he actually... I got him this gig. Total shoe-in where he got to... Where he would get to narrate history audiobooks and, uh, and get paid something like $40 an hour to do it, right? <laughs> It's, it's literally his dream job. So the reason I know this is his dream job is because a year ago he suggested how he would just he would just love to be a narrator. And there is no licensing requirement to be a narrator, voiceover artist. You, you can just jump right into it. Right. But instead of jumping right into it, uh, he decided to pay some charlatan a hundred dollars to go to narrator school. <laughs> this is how you usually this books. goes in the voice reel demo eight hundred dollars per hour. Route, but he went the he went the full school, huh? He went full school. All right. So he finishes this narrator school and now I'm like, all right, you're set. Oh, and then I think he spent a grand on a new laptop because he wanted he needed to have new gear. This is a guy who he has no money right now either. Uh so I'm like, all right, well, now you're finally set up. None of this you needed to do. Pulled some strings and got him this gig. And they're like, well, as a formality, he's got to at least do an audition. Uh, what happens? He doesn't show to this audition. He skips it completely. His dream job, more pay than he made in porn. Uh, 40 bucks an hour, man. Good God. Yeah, that's. That's that's a whole thirty eight dollars an hour more than you make in porn. You hook me but, up with uh, these guys. I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> you should totally seriously. Just I've got the voice. <laughs> totally to narrate history audiobooks, right? Yeah. Like it's like 
Come on. You like you can literally do it in the bathroom of a coffee shop, right? Yes. Like it's, yes. And you don't have to be able to do like barnyard animals or any Simpsons character. Exactly. You, just, you know. just can talk in a monotone voice. He's got and the voice. Reach. That's right. For history, for <laughs> sure. If you listen to history to fall asleep, this is the. That's it. He would be the way to go. But then, so he, so then no one day the, came Napoleon and it was really hard after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're fucking hired, right? Like it's that. Okay, so he no-showed to the interview, of course. He, he no-shows to his dream job interview, which, you know, we'll go into other episodes that I've, I've actually fallen for setting him up for the dream job multiple times. But, uh, and the reason being is he had escaped this situation at his girlfriend's house where her brother is trying to kill him. Uh, and, and he had already escaped the situation, and his whole reason for doing this, he was going to drive from Seattle to North Carolina to scope out an opportunity to be uh, like a customer service rep at Adam and Eve. Uh, you're kidding. What? Yeah, no, because this is what happens when you're the world's leading porn director. You want to be a customer service rep or somebody who used to employ you as a director. Okay. So uh, he gets halfway there. The he gets to my ever. house. When he gets to my house, all hell breaks loose because – Bad luck follows him. My AC breaks and uh, and all sorts of horrible things go wrong. And uh, so, so he leaves. He leaves my place. And instead of continuing the journey. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with the geography of the distance between Seattle to the Mississippi to North Carolina. It's 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 several days of a drive. Right. And he's spending down his savings to make this drive. To become a CSR, uh, to become a customer service rep. Exactly, exactly. Does he have the job? A job, a job he hasn't been offered yet. He's just going nice. to show up there. Wow. He's never done a long drive before, and that's the underlying <laughs> subtext of the entire <laughs> it's huge. It's a huge undertaking, right? And it's probably cost $100 a day in gas and God knows what, right? Yeah. He makes it as far as Illinois and decides he's just going to turn around and go back. <laughs> that makes sense and because so, it's in the story of Toad. This is exactly so, right? what's supposed so, like, to happen. Savings gone. He spends his savings to get that far. It turns around and goes back. He gets there and he's like, "Oh, okay. You know, her brother's on new medication. Maybe this will be okay." He Wait, lasts he's back at the girlfriend's place uh, before he's like, "I gotta, I gotta jet again." And so that's that's his current incarnation of his his uh, his venture. Is uh, he's now back, making his way back. Wait, but, but now he's made it to Texas and staying in his daughter's house. Oh, so he got from Illinois all the way back to Texas without ever he showing up for the Illinois job. He got from Illinois all the way back to Seattle. Wow. And and then Seattle to North Dakota, and now from North Dakota to Texas. And the guy who wants to kill him is he still running for him? Yeah, he's in Seattle. Oh, so yeah, he has. I, I think he's fine as long as he's not in the same house as him. I think I think once he sees him, the um, homicidal rage kicks back up again. But I think as long as he's not in front of his face, he's able to keep it at bay. That's my guess. Edit this part out of the show. Just <laughs> keep, <laughs> yeah, keep totally, totally, like most of this, he's gonna be so pissed we're talking about it. But he refused to come on the show. So and, and we told him that it's 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 a. Uh, I mean, this is just. 10 minutes out of the life of an entire season of Californication that the life that this guy has, right? Like he really should have his own podcast and should just ramble about what just went on on his day. But of course that'd be the easy way out. He'd make millions of dollars doing it, which would uh, defeat 
the whole life's purpose of the reverse secret or whatever we're calling it, which I'm convinced is some sort of Zen master thing going on there. He must know I, something that we don't. Yeah, he's I, I don't know what to say. Um, OK, well, thanks for the update. We got it. We're going to have to get him on 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 the actual phone line and grill him a little bit. Well, we're gonna have to figure it out because this is actually the most boring update. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hopefully that this wasn't outrageously boring for you guys, but you know, this also doesn't involve, you know, people pulling guns on them and porn stars throwing <laughs> them over. It happens. Wow. <laughs> All right. This is boring. I can't There's, wait to hear I'm more. I'm telling you, there are endless, countless stories. What goes on in this man's life in the course of an eight-hour period is an entire is 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 fucking amazing. Right. It's it's a own show. It, it's it's it almost needs its own show, and this has been going on for 15 years, or rather, or it may have, been, may have been going on his whole life. But I've only wow. known the guy for 15 years, yeah. and this is just an ordinary week. Wow, that's yeah, an it's exciting amazing. life. We, I mean, just to give you a snippet, okay? And there's so many stories. Mm -hmm. I remember he called my brother John and me one night. This has got to be 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I don't know. And he said can you guys come from Toronto down to New York City by tomorrow? And we said, uh, we'll do anything to go to New York City. We always need an excuse to go to New York City. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he says, good, because I'm supposed to be on the Howard Stern show in the morning. Whoa. And we're like, wow, really? That's so cool. All right, let's go. Uh, he said, yeah, the problem is, uh, really, he said, the problem is, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything to say. And this is when he was peeking out as the, the director, uh, the, the hot yeah. porno director of of the you know in the days when there was such a thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, they she was invited. Stern's favorite movie is this guy's movie, right? Like it's like how can you not have anything to say? And so we stayed up all night with the guy with with Toad, and and tried to find interesting things for him to say when he was on the Howard <laughs> Stern show. So that he could sound he interesting. He couldn't talk about like him starting him his career. Could have gone in any, any direction. exciting stories right. that's or happened just what on happened set. To him that morning, right? Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? We, we, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we exactly. Spent... Were there terrorists there? Right? Like exactly. Like anything could happen. So that's just a sample of, of some of the great stories that you will get in the unfolding, unraveling story <laughs> of the empty secret. Oh wow. <laughs> and it's, it's a dick move title. for us to talk about him without his knowledge, but he's also not going to sue us because that would be financially beneficial to him. He so. would just use, no, he would just, I don't know. The problem is this would be a great story for him. You know, oh yeah, I was going to be on this show and then they really roasted me when I wasn't there. And You're then, you know, right. But You're right. Who, but if You'll not, benefit greatly from this. If not, you and me, who's he going to tell? Before. Who's Toad? Toad is... Hang on, let me stop recording. <laughs> we can't reveal it. It's too, uh, it's too sensitive. No, so so Toad is not Ron Jeremy. Toad is this fellow. No, but there are some good Ron Jeremy stories. That is for sure. Well, you get to tell them because I don't have any. Actually, my only Ron Jeremy story is him stealing toilet paper from a hotel because he's super cheap and he fell asleep on the toilet. He's such a fat bastard. <laughs> that hurts. If you're a big person and you fall asleep on that seat for like more than an hour, it's hard to get up. Have you? I've never fallen asleep on a toilet. Does that actually happen to people? I my did brother, when I was a kid. My brother, yeah. Yeah. this is a great story. My brother, uh, on the night that I cut my hand horribly and was told that I would never play guitar again, I went from Sneaky D's to Toronto Western where I waited 
in the uh, the waiting room. It was Easter weekend, and I had to watch the th- Ten Commandments on the TV for like three oh hours. My gosh. It was great because it had just started, and I had to wait for three hours, anyways. And so they were gonna they were fixing that. My brother went down with me, uh, and he was carrying a. Uh, uh, anyways, we got into the we got into the the waiting room, and and then when. I went inside and we'd been drinking. I mean, it was, you know, it was Sneaky D's night. We were all like at the club and I, I was working there and he came out to do dance. I was DJing. And then at the end of it, I'm in the, the hospital ward. And then while I was inside, he'd passed out a couple of times in the chair. And then when he woke up, he went to the bathroom and sat down on the toilet in a public restroom in a hospital and passed out. Now oh we, my gosh. We, we couldn't find him. <laughs> And we didn't know if he'd left or not. And, and he'd brought, you know, like the things that he came in with were still sitting in the waiting room. So we didn't know what's going on. My friend went into the men's room, laid, <laughs> looked under the stall and could see his feet. And he laid down on his back. This is great. Just remove all the grossness out of it because it's awesome. But he, he laid down on his back, slid under the thing like, like a car under, you know, like a mechanic under a car. And landed right between my brother's ankles, and oh then my God. and then poked him in the forehead because he was leaning forward, right, yeah. leaning forward on the toilet, <laughs> like Holy like shit. like Elvis's last movement. And my friend just tapped him right on the forehead, to which my brother drunkenly woke up, had no idea where he was or why this was happening. <laughs> he just said, "I'm so tired." <laughs> 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 it's so gross and funny. <laughs> That's my story. No, I don't know how people can fall asleep on a toilet. And anyways, <laughs> what's the guy's name? Tell me. We're not recording. We didn't record that toilet story. Oh, oh we did. No, I actually oh. was... I couldn't okay. bother to stop recording because now we have a new segment <laughs> to stick into the middle of another podcast. Yeah, work it in. <laughs> work it in. I'll get my memory stick oh, and give bad. you everything. But... Um, no, the guy's the guy's stage name is, and if you Google him there, you'll find I'm sure all kinds of stuff about him. I'm not actually sure, but I'm somewhat sure. Did did he spell it with a W or an R? No, no, just oh, I just got his IMDb. Wait, no. Yeah, that'll that's probably where most of his shit is. What's left? Discography and songs. Prettiest hits I ever came across. <laughs> Could be him. That, you, that sounds, talking about yeah. Toad. <laughs> yes, there he is. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, he's got a Facebook under. Oh, which I set up for him so to get him a Tinder account, which he never used. <laughs> he's never used it. And it's just about never about. Period. He was complaining how he never gets laid, and this is back when before Tinder became a. People used it as an excuse to try to get boyfriends back when Tinder was actually what it was supposed to be. I'm like, right. dude, let me sign you up. It's like ordering a pizza, right? And so uh, signed him up, and he still managed to fuck that up somehow. Totally pissed me off. I even gave him a script to use, a script, like an if-then flowchart to use on Tinder, right? Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> If, if yes, him. go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and he still managed to. I mean, he never used it. He had some oh, excuse on how he... He couldn't bring girls back to his place because he was sleeping on somebody's couch. I'm like, dude, you go to their place. Like, why do I have to explain this to you? He's the anti-secret. The anti-secret. That's pretty good. That should be the name of his book, which I will write under his name. (laughs) (laughs) And he'll complain for 20 years about how you made money on it. All the money. 
Although I can't, because I think the IRS, I think that's one of the reasons why he's not allowed to make money, because he forgot to pay taxes for 30 years. Oh. Well, that could be a problem. He can join the rest of us. Considering he won all these AVN awards and produced these like big, big budget movies, there's really pathetically what? little about him on the on, on the internet, IMDb, there's which nothing is there. consistent. Yeah, his IMDb is under. <sighs> oh yeah, that was right. his name before. <sighs> I'm having fun looking at all these names. And he did the the stunts in Iron Man too. Great. The titles were always the highlights <laughs> of those movies. Yeah. Made for a gangbang. It's great. Two teams. It's, it, he, he broke in with sex nurses. <laughs> wow, that was, that, was, <laughs> that was the big break, huh? Yeah, that was the big break, and then there's there's a couple years later there's tales from the clit. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and you see what happens when you refuse an opportunity to be on this show. <laughs> I, I, I used to listen to those stories, those tales from the clit, but they really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh. 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 Yep, this is what you get when you say no to this show. You do not get to control the narrative at all. Yeah, I guess that's supposed to be Tales from the Crypt, right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the Zemeckis thing. Okay. Nice. I feel like they, like we're running out of steam. Have we reached? I mean, we've gone over. I think we've over, gone over an hour. Over an hour, I think. Oh, yeah. I think we've hit the two hour and 20 minute mark. Wrong. There we go. I've officially declared this podcast <laughs> to a close. With a bad this is our closing music. <laughs> We'd like to thank everyone for coming onto the show today. I'd like to thank um, Poop Be Gone. Yeah. I'd like to thank uh, Toad. Toad. Toad for the stories. And I'd like to thank all the butt talk. The what? All the butt talk. Oh, there talk. was a lot of butt talk. A lot of butt talk today. But there's talk a lot about, of butt talk. Is that, the, butt is that the name of the show as I'm pitching it, by the way? Or is, is it called talk. the butt talk? <laughs> butt talks with an X at the end. <laughs> Sponsored by Botox. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for... Um, yeah, thank you, guys. We're, uh, is Amir, are we, we finally getting better at this? This sounds pretty great, actually. Mm-hmm. Once once Earl has to edit the shit out of everything, but yeah. Yeah, you both sound fairly decent yeah. on the mics that you're on. <laughs> and we are. Is anyone recognizing this uh, end music that I'm playing? Because I I, I thought it would I be a big up. hit. I feel like I'm in church. those who like to rock. It's the friendly giant, but you're too young. I'm too, well, I'm too young. Remember the image we had the other uh, we, last night? We were talking about this, and, and we had the image at the end of the show where, you know, the hand is down moving the furniture around, but the guy's, like, piss-wasted. So, like, right in the middle of, like, here's a little rocking chair to sit. There's this huge sea of vomit. You know, and I feel bad riffing on this now because it's a, too much of an inside joke. But um, No, he's... We'll have to talk what, about the, that the, next the time. Diet? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we have to get down to the bottom of that crew. And about that, that story about uh, the cocaine in Mr. Dress-Up's puppet's head. <laughs> 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 <laughs>